Oh my God, I was shocked, Emily, when we started working together, like even without necessarily making a return on the initial investment and having mm-hmm. a learning curve, just the growth in my audience was shocking. Like yeah. I couldn't believe how quick it was with ads. And I was like, wow, I, it took me six years to build my list to here and yeah. six months to double it. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 522. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. I have an amazing special guest today, an incredible entrepreneur and just an incredible human and client of ours, Hannah Cole. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am so excited. Um, Cool. Well, I wanted to start with just like you giving an intro of your business and what you do. I know you have a a really cool kind of story of how you got into what you're doing and recently retired the old part of your business and came all the way online. So I'd love for you to share a little bit of that. Sure. Um, So my business is Sunlight Tax. Um, I do tax education for primarily like um, creative entrepreneurs, caring entrepreneurs, soul-centered people, people who sort of are driven by their mission first and money second. Um, and I came to this work because I'm an artist. I'm a, like a real live actual working artist and have been for like 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had such terrible, terrible experiences interacting with accountants and financial advisors. I felt bullied and belittled and misunderstood. And eventually I just was like, okay, (laughs) I know the business that needs to exist in the world. And I went back to school for accounting and I got my enrolled agent's license, which is basically a tax license from the IRS and uh, started Sunlight Tax. So I've just served basically my own community of beloved creative weirdos. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And that is one thing about you is you just from the beginning, like you know your people. And I think that is a huge... Um, asset to your business and some great work you've done is like you really know your people inside and out emotionally and on a really deep level. I think that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would love to talk about your marketing journey a little bit. Like before running ads, what was, how'd you get your first sales? Like what did you struggle with? What did that journey of like launching your business and then getting those first initial sales look like for you? Sure. I, um, I have done the whole thing, the organic bootstrap way. Uh, I started in 2016 and basically until I started working with you, I was doing it all organically and that, and I started with you what, six months ago. Yeah. So yeah, that's a pretty long time. (laughs) I definitely experienced this thing. And I, I think when it, of where, of my sales kind of going doubling and then doubling and then doubling and then not doubling and then not doubling again. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought this was always going to double every year. And I like, and then I came to like, listen to your podcast and I was like, oh, okay. This is like a thing that happens to other businesses. You hit kind of that ceiling. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. What were you doing organically? I think it's helpful for people to know like what that experience was before ads because you you proved your offer pretty well. I'd say better than a lot of people who come into ads. Like you had – pretty solid messaging, offer positioning, and an offer sales. Mm-hmm. So how were you getting that traffic uh, before? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I 
I have definitely a multi-part organic strategy. I started by giving tons of workshops and like doing a lot of speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm teaching all the time. Um, That is probably my main source of organic leads. I did also recently start a podcast, but that actually coincides more with ads than my original organic work. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I did learn how to do a successful launch. So I was live launching all the time. Yeah. um, I definitely burnt out on that Mm -hmm. and I set up an evergreen funnel and I kind of also bought into that idea that I could (laughs) do everything on evergreen and never have to live launch again. And that was another rude surprise. Yeah. Yep. We all wish that. Yeah. 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 What was kind of challenging for you at that stage when you were in the organic, I'm assuming time, you, you were doing pretty much everything, right? You didn't have a team in any capacity supporting your marketing and your organic? Well, I had a team supporting, you know, a tax preparation practice mm-hmm. and like a fairly large membership. Um, but I've had a huge like pricing journey and journey as an employer. And eventually like through attrition, I lost a lot of my employees. I ended up paring down my business quite dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I don't have as many like, I have a much more streamlined business today than I had when I yeah. was, you know, at my height of income. Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot your question. Maybe yeah, well, just reflecting back on the phase where it was you, especially the online side, organically doing those launches, getting those sales, like what was the most challenging part? Well, I did all the marketing. I mm-hmm. wrote all the copy. I wrote all the webinars, um, did all the education. I did all the sort of interfacing with clients. Um, I've always felt like I know my clients really well because I essentially built my business from a position of being one of them. Mm -hmm. And so I never trusted anybody else to kind of, I would always hire people who were artists, um, so that they really got it. Um, but I, I just, I found it very hard to let that stuff go. Yeah. So you were doing everything and that was kind of limiting, also burnt you out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And as you know, like live launching is really exhausting. Right. I have a short season because I, my education and my stuff is so focused on taxes. I actually teach about investing and personal finance, which is very year round and evergreen, but I was putting an emphasis on the tax. So I was also cramming like, my worst year, I cramped seven live launches into a six-month wow. period. Yeah. yeah. And you were doing it all yourself. Yes. And wow. I don't recommend that. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. So going back to that time, like if you you know are looking at yourself and that experience, would you change anything? Um, support was very helpful. I definitely would have hired a VA faster. Mm-hmm. Just like taking more of the admin off my plate would have helped me grow. Yeah. Um, but I will say, and I didn't know this until like, I tend to maybe over research and I like sat and listened to marketing podcasts for a long time before mm-hmm. I pulled the trigger on Facebook ads. Yeah. Um, but I did, I mean, oh my God, I was shocked, Emily, when we started working together, like even without necessarily making a return on the initial investment and having Mm -hmm. a learning curve, just the growth in my audience was shocking. Like I couldn't believe how quick it was with ads. And I was like, wow, I took me six years to build my list to here and six months to double it. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. And that's the thing with paid ads. And and you had that foundation that I talk about that's so important is like you knew your messaging, your offer, your offer positioning. So we were able to just quickly amplify that. Yeah. And and get the results quickly of of actual leads on your list for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I'm curious on like the marketing itself, what did you learn? Like biggest mistakes that you maybe made in your business as you refined your messaging, as you refined your offer positioning um, and, and what you, you know, would share that you learned throughout that process? Sure. Um, I feel like because I did do it all myself, I learned pretty well with each launch that I did. So, so one thing that I just would advise really for anybody is – I think people tend to put a lot of pressure on the first thing they do. And to mm-hmm. me, I, I definitely have a business that is as strong as it is because I rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Um, and just like tweaking every time something that's basically working and making it a little better has been a strategy that's helped like crazy. Yeah. But with ads, like with marketing, learning how to talk to a cold audience is mm. really different. Like that, that was a huge like – uh, learning curve for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I remember the refinement from your first launch that we did was around like the targeting and getting more specific in the messaging for that cold traffic was probably one of the biggest lessons we learned to then go on to the next launch. Absolutely. And I mean, just to dig into that a little bit, Emily, like I really do know my audience super well and I feel kind of intimate with them. In fact, I speak in a really intimate way. I mean, I will talk about like abusive relationships and how it makes you feel financially insecure mm-hmm. and stuff that's very tender. And so my audience tends to be quite like loyal and strong and they trust me and I like have really strong ethics that I make very clear. And so sales work a certain way with an audience that trusts you like that. Right. And then you go out to the random internet and you're like, hey, I'm this amazing ethical person who really cares about your safety. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, um, you know, I mean, I, you, you have to learn in business not to take things personally, but like, yeah. that was like, oh, but I'm, but I'm promising yeah. like, I'm really good at this. And yeah. Like you have to eat. That's not enough. You have to learn yeah. how to like be trustworthy quickly. Yeah. And nurture them and, and prove yourself through that nurturing, which, which that's also something I would say watching you, you do really well is you have very intentional content. You have your podcast and you consistently connect with your audience and you really just care. Like that comes through in what you do so much, how much you care about your audience, whether that's coming up with content that's going to serve them a webinar topic that, you know, is relevant right now because of something that's happening in the tax season or a new policy. I remember when we did that. And and I think that's really the key is coming from that place of serving and mm-hmm. deep caring and having that come into your marketing, which I think you have done that so well. And, and the numbers speak for themselves in how that works, but is really an important piece. Thanks. I mean, it feels, honestly, it's kind of the only way I ever want to work. And, um, yeah. I was worried about ads because I thought it would threaten that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I really care a lot about my brand voice and I don't want people messing with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it was like tender. It's probably why it took me so long to actually take the leap. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Um, okay, let's talk about ads. We we jumped into it a little bit. You saying that you grew your list really fast, but mm-hmm. I think it would be really valuable for someone to hear from the perspective who is in the place you were the six years before you got support and is like on the fence of should I get support? However, that looks. I know you joined my program before you joined the agency, so you kind of dipped your toe in and ran your own ads for a little while, and mm-hmm. just kind of sharing like what advice you'd give somebody in that place and what your experience was once you did kind of come in and, and start using ads and, and being, you know, like the fear that came up maybe and, and the good and the bad and kind of all, all of that let's share because I think it's valuable for people to hear that from an inside perspective. Yeah. Well, I think um, – I mean, I don't want people to over-research. I think that can be – it can keep you in in action. But Mm -hmm. doing enough research – doing some research and actually – like I really enjoyed your program, Emily. Yeah. Um, And I found it very valuable to understand how it works on the back end. And it was important for me. I frankly would not have had the trust um, to hand over ads to your company or any company if I hadn't attempted to do it myself first. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, that was an important and necessary step. Of course, what anybody who tries to do it themselves is going to learn really quickly is how hard it is and yeah. how much attention it takes. Yeah. And now it's a completely different world from the one you're used to. Yeah. So I think that that like, you know, give yourself some time and uh, and understand it's going to be a little tricky. And you always say this, like marketing always works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm going to paraphrase, but like you have to stick with it. You have to learn from your mistakes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember when you came on into elite because I onboarded you at that time because I was doing the calls and you had, you were running your ads with like those two campaigns with like maybe a couple of audiences and a couple of versions of copy and creative. And I think we were like, there's so much potential here, like so much more testing and things that we could be doing. And it was exciting to get in there. For sure. Well, and I I have to say like, I really am happy that I learned good information about the interface and choosing audiences and like what the components are. Mm-hmm. And that if I needed to run them on my own again, I I could basically do it. Mm-hmm. But um, but then it's also and and it helps you ask better questions of an ads team and like you know, I it's made me know like I went and did an analysis of my buyers over the past season and I came back to the ads team and I was like, Hey, I just learned that my audience is really a little bit more like this than like Mm -hmm. this. And that was helpful, I think for your team. Yeah. That collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that active engagement is definitely, it's important because you want to be beating your last ads. Yeah, totally. Did you have any fear around the investment around investing in ad spend and then hiring the agency? Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> I had less fear on the do do it yourself program because right. it was just a lower jump and I felt more in control. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean it was a real investment. Yeah. Um and I did feel fearful. And it was also scary. I think the expectation setting was very important. Like this mm-hmm. let's give this 90 days to like really make sure that it's gonna work and knowing that I ran one launch and it didn't go quite the way I wanted it to. Yeah. We retooled and the next one was dramatically better. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Do you want to share um, the, that launch that the first one we did and then the second one and and anything you want to share on results or the experience and lessons I think would be really valuable? Sure. So the first one was in November and um, 
I think, I mean, I, there was some things that were really cool about it that instantly showed me the power of ads. One of them was just like my audience building so dramatically fast. Mm -hmm. I I have never had a webinar that was that full before. Yeah. And so like I had to up my Zoom account so I could accommodate all the people in the webinar. (laughs) Uh, so that was exciting, just like seeing those numbers like ticking up and ticking up. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, sitting on a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then also the buyer behavior was different and I had to like analyze it afterwards. And, and I was like, like one of my learning curves was like, oh, I have to separate all my data now. I have to like have track my warm sales and then yeah. track my cold sales. Yeah. Because um, these are not groups that behave the same. Right. Um, my sales in that were a little disappointing if I'm yeah. honest. Like I did not um, particularly break even and I felt like scared, but I felt really happy that you had set expectations well going into that. Yeah. So it made me feel a little more comfortable upping the budget for the yeah. next launch that came in January. And it yeah. made it very clear to me like, okay, I really want to dial in the audience. Like yep. let's get that super, super locked down. Um. And like analyze who did buy and what they were like. Um, yeah. So I was definitely looking at the data, definitely, definitely trying to learn from how the launch went. Yeah. And I think that's so key. Like I want to share that the first one didn't go how we wanted and wasn't profitable because that's where a huge portion of people throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, I made this investment. I'm freaking out. I didn't make my money back. And instead – I remember getting on a call with you and you're like, okay, I trust you. Like, I trust you. We're going to, we did that call on your audiences. Like we found the holes and we worked on what we were going to change for the next launch. We did list building in between. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the biggest thing is not the first time around being like, okay, it didn't work. Like I'm going to shut everything off. And then, then what are, you know, then I see people do nothing for like three to six months before they go try again. And, yeah. and that's just such a setback for a business. Obviously, you need to be strategic and um, intentional with your decisions. But we had a really good plan and we knew, okay, you know, it was cold traffic. Let's do this. Let's list build. Let's really hone in the targeting, which I remember that was probably one of the biggest changes we made for you is, is getting really specific on that targeting and then also the messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, if you want to share anything about the January launch. Sure. Well, I mean, and I did work on my end too. Like I, as much as I want to pay money so that I don't, the work gets off my plate, yeah. I'm not going to totally let go. Like yeah. I was like, I was in there and I was like, I still want this to be my best launch. January yeah. is traditionally my biggest launch of the year, which was definitely true. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely revised my own webinar yeah. to make it as strong as I could. And I had to learn some stuff about cold traffic yeah. and change up my webinar. And I, frankly, I've launched like three three times since then. And I, every time have made it, yep. dialed it in a little more. Like I'm not, I don't like to just sit on yeah. the past results. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, I do the same. Like you're, every time you do a webinar, you learn, you get more experience presenting it, and then you come up with a new idea or a new angle or something that you can do to freshen it up. So absolutely. Like that's the thing too, is the collaboration you have with our team is part of the the magic because mm-hmm. the messaging collaboration has to come a lot of times from the founder of like, hey, this is what I'm seeing or this is what I'm feeling or this doesn't feel right for my people. And that's where I remember on your strategy call us talking about your original webinar felt really templated 
and we wanted and I audited it and we wanted to first change that like mm -hmm. right away because you had used a another format that you had pieces in that that fell out of alignment and I think that is so important like yeah that anytime you're delivering content a webinar your emails your copy if it feels like it's not what you would say or it's templated or just something feels off leaning into that and figuring out what that is because likely you're correct that's so true and Emily that audit, you gave me like a 20 or 30 minute loom video audit of my webinar. And I found that so valuable. I, like, yeah. I just want to say how big of a deal that was to me. I like watched it maybe four times <laughs> and I like yeah. took notes and kept going back to areas. And um, yeah, because I actually have worked on that webinar so much that I didn't see it anymore. And yeah. so uh, it absolutely. Was yeah. 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 It's, it, it's, and like you said, then you continue to refine it. Um, and we're still refining, like you're launching a new funnel. It's like, it's constant refinement and improvement, which is one of our core values and constantly striving to be better than yesterday. So you embody that yourself as well with your audience and your content and your ideas. While also I'll say you maintain a really good focus. Like I remember us having a conversation where you're like, I really want to do this funnel, but I think that the better option is to be to focusing on my upcoming launch and I think you were like, that would be the adult decision. So let's go that route. So you also stay focused. Like you don't just launch a bunch of new funnels and get distracted, but you bring in fresh wrapping paper and fresh yeah. things for your audience. Well, I, I mean, for anybody who lis who's listening who might be making the mistake of thinking I'm, you know, perfect or something, <laughs> I, I assure you, I, got, I came to that maturity because I got burned. Yeah. I burned myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that conversation. If you're listening to this series and you think to yourself, man, I wish I had a team supporting my business the way that these entrepreneurs have, then Hirsch Marketing can support you. We have multiple ways that we can support businesses. We now have a done with you offer that is a much more accessible price than our done for you offer. And regardless which offer you choose and which pathway you choose to work with us, you get a team supporting you. It's not just one person, it's support with your marketing strategy. It's support with your ad strategy. It's support with your funnel, your copy, your creative, your tech, your messaging, your content, your organic, all of it. Because the only way to do marketing is to approach it from a holistic viewpoint, addressing every component and creating a custom strategy that works for your business. You're going to see some key takeaways from these interviews and what led to their success. And the way that we approach marketing gets results every single time. You likely cannot afford to be doing your marketing and bootstrapping it and trying to figure it out on your own and it's wasting a ton of time and money. We have an option to support you no matter where you're at in your business. All you have to do is go to helpmystrategy.com. That's gonna take you to an application which is going to give us some more intel on your business and what level you're at, what your investment ability is each month in your marketing and then we're gonna point you in the right direction. And regardless what direction that is, you're going to know your next steps and be in momentum and making progress. So head over to helpmystrategy.com, get your application in today. You have absolutely nothing to lose. We are here for you. You do not have to do this alone. And truly the growth and the goals and 
all of the things you want to achieve this year are likely on the other side of a successfully executed marketing strategy. Is there anything you want to share just on the January launch? So we talked about like the targeting updates. You changed your webinar. Um, I think we I think we did some messaging updates. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to share or results you want to share from that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was awesome. The launch went so well, and I got a huge return on my investment from ads. And also another thing that I want people to there's like two things I want people to factor in when they run ads that are not totally obvious mm-hmm. is one, you build your audience and that's valuable. Of course, it has to be the right audience. But if it's the yeah. right audience, that in and of itself is valuable, even if they don't buy right away. And so I started learning like one of the things that was so cool about the January launch is I had had two months of nurturing those yep. people I brought in from ads in November. And because we tagged them, I could see when those people bought in January. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that wasn't a waste of money. Yes. <laughs> like you yeah. don't get to see that until you stick with it and come yeah. back around. Yeah. And that is so important because most people, I mean, there's maybe like a 5% of people that might buy, right, you know, find you and then make the decision to buy. It's like certain personality type that's like, yes, that's what I need. Go make the decision. Mm -hmm. But if you even look at yourself, you're not that type of person. Like you wouldn't have found me in the next day bought. You took months to decide and months to make that decision. And so I think so often people forget that. And mm-hmm. I always talk about like, no matter what, if you build the right audience from content, social media, and then a list, you're going to always be fine because then you just focus on serving those people and your business will always be okay. No matter what economy shift, no matter what pivot happens, like you focus on serving those people and you build that audience and the, those leads and you will create success no matter what. And so I think that's a huge just a huge lesson that you, in November you had that experience. You trusted me, you trusted us, and you kept going um, because she lost money. Like I and I want to say that on here. Like that is a common first experience when you run ads and you have the cold traffic, and it's the get back up and refine it from there that creates the success after. And and then yeah, seeing people who came in November buy in January is exactly what should be happening because they just needed some more time. Totally. And I don't want to gloss over how awful it feels to lose money, <laughs> when, on, especially because when you're losing money on a thing you're not so sure about and right. feels like a big cost and it's scary, like yeah. it hurt and I felt like scared. Um, what kept you I, in it? Well, to be honest, you know, like you have such a great podcast. Anybody listening right now knows that. And um, I really felt that trust. Like I could sort of hear your ethics. I have mm-hmm. a very similar, I mean, I think you can tell Emily, I have an extremely similar sort of work ethic and yeah. like sense of yeah. keep at itness. Um and I just identify with that. And I was like, yeah. okay, I think I think she's gonna do me right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It felt it felt good. I'd heard that message enough before it happened to me that I like could remind myself of that when I was in that sort of yuck feeling of like, oh, this didn't, yeah. <laughs> this didn't work. Yeah, yeah, and and then I think yeah, you trusted, and we had a plan too. We had a specific. We weren't just like, well, we'll try again and we'll hope it works. We yeah. we had a plan of like, this is what needs to change, and here's the actions we're both taking 
totally and, and the work we're going to put in. And you absolutely did put in a ton of work yourself too with the webinar and the way that you show up on your launches. That's why they're so exhausting <laughs> because you're fully there for your people and and you give so much and so much energy to them. And I do think that helps your conversion tremendously. I appreciate that. Again, yeah. I don't see it anymore because it's just what I do, but I yeah. It's nice to hear. Thank yeah. you. And I think it's important to highlight, like you, like you said, you know, it's not that you hired an agency and then just sat back and, and it worked and everything was great. Like that's not the expectation I also want people to have is it's a collaboration when you hire any team and, you know, you're, you're the CEO of your business and you know things that teams can't know. And it's, it's taking work for sure off your plate so you can put it in more strategic areas, but you're still very involved and collaborative with our team and you record the videos we ask you to record and and show up. So I think that's a huge contributor to the success too. Totally. And I feel like I'm so happy when I'm teaching or like outlining a podcast and recording a podcast episode. And um, those feel like my magic zone. And I feel happy to know what you're doing over in your magic zone and yeah. to be like, here's some information that will be helpful for you yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm spending the time nurturing my audience over yeah. here, which feels really like yeah. the most valuable work I can do. Yeah. Put you in a much more strategic place in your business than tactical. Absolutely. And I mean, how much do I stress over list building? It's been such, I mean, Instagram feels like really hard these days in yeah. terms of just organic growth. And uh, yeah, so just the ads, it was, it shocked me just how quickly yeah. the, my list has grown. Yeah. Now I'm just like nurturing the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to water the garden. So yes. yeah, because your business is seasonal. So it's unique in that way too, that you, you have these periods where it's like, it's got to do really well because you have that off season. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would totally pick your brain for advice on that right now. Cause I'm in this, like I, you had a recent podcast about summer getting slow mm-hmm. for many businesses. Mine yeah. is especially slow. Cause yeah. honestly, think about yourself. Do you want to think about your taxes in right. July? Right. Um, but, uh, keeping my list nurtured in the summer is especially hard and my yeah. list tends to drop and unsubscribe and be more difficult. And I yeah. always get nervous in the summer. Right. So money's not coming in, but right. it is going out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, I think, um, yeah, we can talk, we can talk about that for a second. I think, um, you know, nurturing your list is, is the best thing. And I think it's like for your business, especially with it being like tax season is such a prime time. Mm -hmm. It probably is natural to do a little, like to tone down the communication and the nurturing a little bit in the summer, but still stay consistent somewhat. Mm -hmm. And then it's just thinking like, what does your audience, what would they like to hear in the summer? There's, you know, maybe it's something they could be doing now to prepare themselves for the end of the year or something, just things that that they would think about in the summer. And I think it's also normal that it's a little bit less over the summer to where you don't want to push people like, hey, pay attention to your taxes, pay attention to this because they will unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. And that's where like the custom strategy and business comes into play. Because if, if you followed someone's advice that was like, do this every single week of every month, like it wouldn't be relevant for your audience to to do that. You have to ebb and flow with the seasons. Yeah. I love that message that you have so often. Emily, I think it's a good one. Like the sort of anti-template thing. It's I think, you know, I have tended to like learn from this person and then this person and then kind of flowed through different coaches and things. Yeah. And, 
you get really enthralled with them and you think like, oh, they did this. I'll do that. Yep. And then you like, it's hard to remember like, yeah, but it was custom when they did it. Yep. <laughs> they yep. invented it. But now yep. it's a template and you have to adjust it to your crew or yeah. it's not going to work. A hundred percent. Yes. So yeah. important. And that's one thing we did with your webinar when you came in because you had mm-hmm. used a template. And yeah, a hundred percent because it also has to come from you and be in alignment with you. And every business owner has a secret power of something they do different, something that they stand out. Like if you put them in a room, it's like, oh, that's Hannah. She's a really hard worker and she has this message and she comes off as she cares so much and she's ethical. Like that we have to bring into your marketing because that's what makes you different. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. My last question is just if you want to share anything uh, related to the agency, like anything um, unexpected or um, positive that you felt working with us and, and somebody who is listening and is like, well, I've been on the fence for six months and researching and deciding what I should do. Um, and anything you want to share related to that? Sure. Um, not having to do the creative myself. Oh my God, it's the best. <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, I could noodle on creative all the time. I mean, I, I have yeah. some skills, but like I could just noodle endlessly. And I just, I remember when y'all started running the ads, I was like, oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, that looks great. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it's so nice to have the creative, like come back to you and you just review it. I, I never, I almost never have comments on the creative. Yeah. Um, I'm very concerned about my voice and writing. So I do write edits there, but the yeah. creative I always look at and I'm like, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I look so good. And I've definitely had people message me who have been running ads for the first time too and be like, I just got an ad of yours. It looks so good. Yeah. That's that's really, that's been really fun to see. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping on and, and sharing and sharing your experience and your story. I think it's so valuable for other entrepreneurs. If someone wants to come check your business out, where should they go? Sure. You can go to sunlighttax.com and get a free visual guide to your tax deductions or join my new podcast funnel. Maybe we'll talk about that someday on yeah. <laughs> Emily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find all, all the sort of empathetic tax and financial guidance you want to get started right at Sunlight Tax. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. Hannah is amazing at what she does and brings so much knowledge and empathy into a world that lacks that, like you said at the beginning, for sure. So thank you, Hannah. Thanks so much, Emily. Take care.